This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Mr. Mafe first made the announcement via his lawyer um, and uh, senior counsel advocate Dalimpof was also representing him and it was repeated by his attorney outside of the court yesterday but of course we know that the pol- the prosecutor in the case, Helena Boyson has argued that the state cannot be held to ransom by the accused threat of a hunger strike uh, Mr. Luvuyo Kodla is the attorney representing uh, Mr. Zandile Mafe joining us on the line Good morning to you sir and thank you for your time Morning, morning, my brother. Uh, morning to your listeners. Thank you for having me. Let's just get a uh, latest update from you in terms of your client. Has he indeed opted to carry out his threat of uh, um, under embarking on a hunger strike? Yeah, it is not a threat as such. My client, I think, uh, even inside the court, um, the advocate, senior counsel, advocate Dalimbofu, stated that it's not a form of coercing mm. or putting pressure on any other person. But this is what uh, my client decided to embark on mm. because his reasoning is that if government failed to assist and help him when he was outside, why would he now uh, accept the assistance of the government to give him food? Mm. To him, it's not giving him food, but it is tantamount to selling his constitutional right for food. Now, has and do you know whether he has indeed been uh, uh, refusing meals? Because I'm here now, mm. uh, I've not visited him as yet. Okay. I tried my level best uh, to talk to him, mm. calming him down, but uh, it was very clear that he is not going to change. And uh, I will assume as well that uh, he is embarking as we speak on, on, on hunger strike. I don't have any contrary view to what he said. Right. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Now, let's talk about this uh, decision then that he be sent for um, medical, at least for psychiatric observation. Uh, Why did you, as his legal representatives, uh, find this so objectionable? The reason is uh, when he made his first appearance uh, on the 4th, that was never raised. And during the week, when we requested the state to provide us with all the information, also the complete charge sheet, they never raised it. They only surprised us yesterday inside the court. Mm. Uh, remember, uh, ordinarily, the, 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 the procedure, state is supposed to advise us that, look, this is what we are intending to do so that we can as well timelessly refer our client as well to our own expert so that we obtain the report. But they elected not to raise that. And remember, when one uh, raises that, it's a very subjective uh, assessment because mm. the prosecutor is not a medical uh, practitioner. 
but still court will entertain if one has got reasonable suspicion that this person might be suffering from mental illness and and that that will be entertained so they knew it will be entertained yesterday hence they raised it only Mm. at that time so that we become unable to object and get our own assessment Mm. yesterday still before the proceedings it was just a, a way of obtaining a further remand because they are not ready. They don't know how to deal with this. As you say, as you, correct, as, you, as you correctly point out, the prosecutor is not a medical practitioner. Um, but was it not uh, the district surgeon who came, uh, who, who offered this opinion that uh, your client perhaps could be suffering from some fo- form of uh, um, schizophrenia? The document they submitted, uh, its authenticity is very questionable. And, and uh, you know, when you get any... Oh, are you suggesting report, the state might have submitted a fraudulent document? It does not suggest that it's a fraudulent document. It mm-hmm. might not be fraudulent. If a fraudulent document and authenticity, these are two different things. Okay. It might not be a fraudulent document, but we would still need to know the credentials of the person who is making that uh, assertion with respect to our client. And uh, most importantly, the modus operandi of how it was done. You are supposed to do it in advance. You don't ambush. These are the rules of the court. You don't ambush your opponent. You advise your opponent timelessly that this is why what I intend to bring in leading my evidence so that the other one can become aware. Remember, if you bring an expert Mm. report uh, you need to give uh, the other opponent time to provide also his or her own uh, expert report to contradict. Because you cannot simply go mm. as an attorney contradict what is contained in a report combined by an expert when I'm not, in fact, an expert. That's how it operates. Well, if, this, if there is some kind of a dispute in the matter, then would it not then be um, advisable then, uh, or the only way? to deal with this uh, um, dispute would be then to have your client undergo some sort of um, um, observation to check whether there is indeed uh, to go undergo some sort of assessment to establish whether or not indeed there is some kind of uh, uh, schizophrenia or whatever other psychiatric pro- uh, ailment he may be struggling with or condition he may be struggling with. No, the issue is not about opposing. We are not opposing uh, any mental assessment if they feel like Mm. that. They can refer him. Mm. But what we are opposing, we say, the modus operandi and the procedure they followed, it should not be the procedure of delaying uh, the proceedings in court. Mm. Remember what we submitted there yesterday as well. We said, it's fine if the court is of the view that indeed this person must be referred for mental assessment. But however, we can proceed with bail proceedings uh, because it does not automatically amount to um, futile exercise mm. if you conduct bail application while one is still assessed. Because there is nothing which says if one who is mentally ill should be retained uh, and kept in custody. Now, the state is saying, no, we don't want to proceed with bail application because if uh, the report comes back and confirms that he is not mentally fit 
then it would have been a futile exercise to continue with his proceedings. Then you balance the proceedings, uh, the inconvenience of doing a bail application. You balance with one's rights to, 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 to his liberty. You cannot keep someone and say, if the report confirms at a later stage that this person is mentally ill, then it will be futile exercise rather to keep this person in custody. There is no such in law. So we were saying, let us proceed. But the state is using that as a tool to delay bail proceedings. That's where the problem came. So what happens now? I gather the magistrate said uh, that uh, you know his hands were tied in this one by the evidence uh, placed uh, before him and that they uh, would indeed have to send Mr. Mafe for uh, evaluation. What, what will that mean then in terms of uh, what happens with, the, with this case? No, in fact, the magistrate, of course, when that, that request came, the magistrate indeed had to accept it and allow the state. But the magistrate never said, you cannot proceed with bail. The magistrate accepts that, yes, these are two different uh, pro- procedures mm-hmm. and, and that the bail can proceed. But still, the state was not ready to proceed with bail application. Obvious now, when it goes to that aspect, it depends yeah. on the magistrate. Uh, some, they are very active in proceedings, uh, bail proceedings. So, but I mean, um, if, he, if your client is being sent for medical observation or for the psychiatric uh, evaluation, he um, surely can't be out on bail then? No, the law doesn't say that. It's still, a client can be referred and can be assessed while we proceed with bail proceedings. Only when the report comes and says, no, this is the situation, then we can drop everything. Mm-hmm. Say, for example, the report comes and says that he is not mentally fit. He, is, he has got a, med- a mental condition. Then, obvious, the client will take a different route. Okay. But say you wait, you, you, you don't bring bail application, is assessed. And then maybe after two months, you get the report. And it's only then you decide, okay, he's mentally fit. Let us proceed with bail and bail is granted. When in fact, we have wasted two months of a person keeping him behind bars. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time. Okay, thank you very much. Thank that, you. that is the attorney representing Zandile Mafe. Not entirely clear about how that would work if he's a man undergoing psychiatric observation and be out on bail. Surely when you're undergoing a psychiatric observation, you're, you're not going to be treated as an outpatient. Or maybe somebody who understands more can explain to us on 0861 You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.